I just got a weird text message that I had to see what it was. <laughs> I don't know who, somebody in Arizona put my phone number down for like property. And so people have been like calling me for two months, four <laughs> or five times a day to <laughs> buy my property. They're interested in buying my property. So they didn't list that I was looking for property. They listed that I was selling. That you're an owner and you're selling. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like there's nothing on that property from what I can tell. And so everyone that gets a hold of me, I'm just like, hey, not my property. Like, my property. <laughs> I'll take the money, but there's I got nothing to give you. It would be just illegal. Venmo me here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just buy the property on Venmo. <laughs> but someone sent me one right now that said, do you know who Mark Kelly is? Martin Kelly, no. No, Mark Kelly. He's Mark an Kelly. astronaut. No. Yeah, exactly. He's an astronaut from Arizona. <laughs> and someone told me that I need to cut ties with him. He's got money in Russia is what I just got. I don't know him personally. <laughs> Have you been like saving all these? No. No, I delete them almost right away. I'm like, ah, China, <laughs> Russia, no. <laughs> you don't screenshot it just in case. Like, just yeah, it. exactly. And it's like, I happen to know who Mark Kelly is because I was in an mm. elevator with him once. 15 years ago and you're like how many times you meet an astronaut you know yeah but like (laughs) but that's it that's that's it and so you're just like I've been in the same elevator with him for it's got to have been 15 seconds you know like looking back (laughs) you just just delete the text right away yeah totally I don't know nothing about no China no Russia no (laughs) I got no properties (laughs) I got no ties I've cut my ties I got out of the elevator (laughs) That's what I should tell him. I was like, hey, I cut ties like 15 years ago. I, I got out of the elevator. elevator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we exchanged no information. Zero. That's crazy. We don't even follow each other on Instagram. Nothing. Nothing. In fact, Nothing. he might be in space for all I know. I don't know. <laughs> He's got ties in space. He put his money in space. Yeah. That's right. He's got property. Yeah. He's got property in <laughs> space. So, um, Danielle. I invited you on to this podcast for a very specific purpose. Yeah. I, I told you the purpose. I'm going to yeah. tell the listeners the purpose. I, two weeks ago, as of like the time that we're recording this, I'm going to release this in another couple of weeks. Yeah. I got an email because I did an episode with my sister. My sister mm-hmm. wanted to try stand up for the first time. And she wanted to ask me questions of what you need to know if you try stand up. I received an email afterwards being like, oh, do you have any advice for women entering stand up? And I was like, uh, I've never been a woman in stand-up. You know, like, <laughs> I know what I've been warned of. I know what I've seen, but I also know that I only know what I've been warned of. I only know what I've seen. Like, yeah, it's still I've a different perspective. Experienced. Exactly. Right. So I was like, well, I should get a woman to talk about this. Thank I am you. definitely not the expert on being a woman. Oh, I've been a woman so, for over 33 years. That was going to be my next question was, how long yeah. have you been a woman? Yeah. And how long have you been a, a woman in stand-up? I've been a woman in stand-up uh, about nine years. Nine years, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. I thought it was like yeah. nine, ten. We started about the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, my first question as a man asking a woman a question in stand-up yes. is, uh, are you funny? That's not, that's not a real question. That's not a real question? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not a real question. No. Like, uh, I think so. I, I, I better be by now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you want to write with me sometime? No, I'm just, uh, actually, wait, that's a great joke for a woman in stand-up and only a woman in stand-up would know that yes, joke. Yes, yes. But is. can you explain that joke to people? Let me ask one more time. Uh, did you want to get together and write sometime? And explain to them what that means. That means, uh, do you want to hook up? You know, 
as a man in stand-up, I want to say that it's not that direct. It's not it's necessarily like, that direct. It's more of like, like, let's see if she'll actually sit down with me. And then if she does, that means she likes me. And I'm going to, you know, and then they really start. And, and then you realize quickly, oh, they didn't want to write with me. They, yeah. they wanted to see my nipples or something. I don't know. It's just not, you know. Jesus. I know that's more <laughs> abrasive, but like, you're the woman in salmon. Mm-hmm. But on my side, I would feel like uh, that's 90% correct. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you it's say that because you're version like, of asking somebody to Netflix and chill. I feel like. I didn't like, feel like it was that direct, but uh, like you, like in my is. mind, it's the comedian version of you want to grab a coffee. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, there because you it's go. not like secluding them. Like if they want to get mm-hmm. together and write jokes in their apartment, that's yes. totally asking that. Um, it, if they not, are asking to meet up at a coffee shop, they're asking for that. But like there is, there is that hidden intention that yes. women have, and they have to deal with it in every sense. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I have had very good instances where I've been friends with a male comedian for a long period of time. We just hadn't gotten together for whatever reason, but and I'm saying strictly professionally, not not mm-hmm. any other way. And you know, uh, literally maybe one or I I off the top of my head maybe one or no two or three times out of tons that have said, "Hey, let's grab coffee, let's write together." and have meant it so Mm -hmm. and i've and i've built really good strong you know professionally comedic relationships i guess with uh these certain comedians Mm -hmm. um and it's like but beforehand even though i was friends with with them for however long even if it was five years plus it's still that nerve-wracking like okay am i do i have to have my guard i have to have my guard up like I got to make sure they know, like, I'm going to come in like jeans and a flannel and a baseball cap. Like we are not, I am not here for any other for sure. reason. We're, you know, it's a, it sucks that like, as a woman, we have to go and think that far ahead where dudes are like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I can just put on a t-shirt no matter what. And I'm fine. But girls, I'm like questioning even what I'm wearing when I'm going to go into a meeting like that. So it's like more likely, it seems like they probably want to hook up with me. I like, I so want to defend the other side, but I know you're so 100% correct. You know, like, <laughs> my instinct as a man to be like, it's not always, but it's also like, but why not take the precautions? Right. And I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. I also want to say, yeah. under well, my assumption, I believe I'm one of those two or three people. Because I yes. feel like yes, you when are. we became friends, we became yes. friends like immediately yes, and started to joke right like immediately. Yeah. And there was zero tomfoolery. You were, you were literally... Uh, like in the in the in those three, and I don't I don't have any problem naming the names of the three other people. It's you, uh, Nick Guerra, and my friend nice. Jeffrey Thompson. Um, mm-hmm. Three great comedians, great writers. You guys are all great in your own specific ways, and all three never had any in- intentions other than to just hey, let's be friends because it seems like we have a good connection yeah. as far as comedy goes. Um, like Nick Guerra and I, we literally, we get together and it's just nonstop of improv and writing and shit like that. And it's like, okay, see ya. It's like we're brother and sister. Yeah. Oh, Same he's thing. great. I've jumped, yeah. I've bounced things off of him too. Cause it's yeah, just exactly. like, he's got a great mind for that. Yeah. And like, in my mind, I know that I specifically like asked a girl because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm funnier throwing things off of a girl. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's because internally I want to impress them. <laughs> and so I like try harder. If I'm with yeah. a dude, I'm not trying as hard. I get and you. So for some reason I want that, but also completely realizing that yeah. it's like 
I can't just run around asking girls to like write with them because yeah. there is this other thing. Because you so know, many other like, dudes have ruined it for you. Sure. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, That's, I mean, but also like I have to just be aware of what the reality is. It's yeah. like, it's become so common that that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the thing 10 years ago or not when I started, you know, like. Oh, no, it was And happening. it also feels like I probably talked to somebody and be their friend for almost a year now before yeah. asking them to like get together to write, which uh, sounds bizarre. But it that's, happened you know, to me. It happened, it happened to me, you know, back in 2013, 2014. Um, so, I mean, it, it happened years ago. So. You could list every single year, I think. <laughs> I guess. That happened to me in 2018. Well, no, because well, well, you're saying it didn't happen to you years ago or whatever. And I can say it definitely happened mm-hmm. to me in my early years of, of doing this yeah. and shit like that. It wasn't, it's not a new thing. Yeah. I'm okay. sure it happened yeah. in the 90s too. I'm sure it happened in the 80s. I'm you're sure. right. No, <laughs> I just showed up. And when I showed up, I didn't, I didn't invent <laughs> writing jokes. You're right. You're absolutely right. Well, I'm going to be a bozo this entire podcast. You didn't invent female comedians. and <laughs> For sure, I did not. Now, if somebody was to go to their first open mic and they yes. are a female and they yeah. say, hey, what do I look out for? Um, what do I look out for? I'm not entirely sure what you're on the defense of, to be honest. Literally, if you're going to your first open mic, just know you're going in there, one, to have fun. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, like, don't focus too hard on trying too hard to impress anybody or to be too funny or whatever, because you're there just to experiment. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're writing and your jokes just to see if it's something that you might like or be good at. Um, so that's your focus, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like, especially if you're a new and you're a woman and you're coming into this place, like you can expect that there's a possibility that dudes are going to come and talk to you because they don't know if you're a comic or not. Uh, for a lot of dudes, I know it, at this point, for some dudes, it is a turnoff that you're another comedian and they can be friends with you. <laughs> I don't know if it's happened. Uh, it's not always the case, but um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about like we call those people professional. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's about professional. Sometimes it is like no. I definitely yeah. seen people like they don't want to be competitive in that way. But a lot of times too, they'll see like especially a new comedian and they'll see them as green and naive and they'll take advantage, try to take advantage of them. So that definitely happens. I mean, that's kind of what I was leaning towards. Is that I noticed that people that are green have. <laughs> Like, they just have more comics flock towards them to, like, test how naive they are. Yes. And I see that there's with a lot of every that. female comedian that shows mm-hmm. up. is like, whenever yes. there's new blood in the water, yes. there's just sharks. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. And, and that's the thing, too. Like, a lot of times, they'll ask silly questions like, oh, are you just doing this on the side? Or um, they try to see how serious you are about it. And, they're, and then now comes in the question, oh, if you want to write sometime, if you want to get together and write, if you ever need any advice. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I mean, we're like this on, women have to deal with this on regular basis anyway, when it comes to like the workplace or anything else. So now you're just in this other male dominated industry. So in any male dominated Mm -hmm. industry, there's going to be horny dudes. (laughs) So (laughs) that's, you know, they they see a new blood and it's like, oh, a woman I haven't hit on yet, or I haven't, you know, heard her story yet. Here I go. I'm going to go talk to her. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember there was a girl that uh, started and she asked specifically, she like asked a group of us, like asked three dudes, which I thought was weird, but also I get it. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, how do I make friends with women here? <laughs> Where she was just like, <laughs> she's like, 
all I get are dudes that want to help me and all I want are women allies. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I think I think what the thing with that is, um, we all a, a lot of women assume that other women are gonna be catty and um I don't know, and very and confrontational, I'm not sure. But I think we've just got to, I think we're starting to now um, in the community more breaking down that that stereotype that we are all in competition with each other, that we're all catty. I think now we're creating more of a community vibe as far as females in comedy. Um, there's a lot of us on social media now that are creating like groups that are like women in comedy for like support groups essentially. And we're all helping each other with writing jobs, with shows, with um, lists of connections and things like that. And so that could be a great way if you're too intimidated to go talk to women in person at Mike's, you know, just look up the groups on Facebook and stuff. And that's a good way. Um, they said that like, you're starting to see like that tide turn, but was it always like that? Was like, like, so 10 years ago when you started, do you feel like women were cattier than they are now? Um, not necessarily. I think I just wasn't as informed on it either. Um, Mm -hmm. I definitely heard a couple of times throughout my whole career, um, of people being like, you know, you are in competition with the other women, like, you know, and I'm like, well, no, I, cause I, I, cause I grew up an athlete and I always viewed my, personally, I always viewed comedy as like track and field. And we're all like for women in comedy, we're all on the same track team, but it's still an individual sport. So mm-hmm. I feel like a, um, a win for a woman who's truly working hard in comedy. That's a win for all of us. So it, opens, sure. the door, it opens the door for more of us. So I think that's better. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. This I isn't about women in comedy. Yeah. Oh, this is about women in comedy. If somebody's listening, that's starting to do mics and they feel competition versus others. Yeah. I honestly feel like you're just in competition with your last set. Yes. Because yes. like you really, it's about, the, like you said, it's a personal progression. It's like being mm-hmm. like, like a, like a golfer, like you are there by yourself. And like when another person on your team, if you're all sponsored by the same thing, yeah. do well, that's great. Especially like, you know, when demographics shoot off, like in my mind, I'm thinking like when Garth Brooks sold more records, all of country sold more records. Yes. You know, and it's like, so mm-hmm. it's like that, but it also Garth Brooks became Garth Brooks. I just watched the documentary last night. I'm not obsessed with it. Okay, okay, okay. Um, But when he became like that thing, it was only because he just focused on how he could become the best and the best and the best. And he wasn't even thinking genre. He was just thinking personally, how can I just get better and how can I get better? But I think that's that separates people who become successful in this industry versus people who aren't. When you're a toxic person and you and you allow yourself to become enveloped in that kind of mentality of like, like, oh, everybody is against each other and everybody's catty one's out to get me and I got to be better than that person. I got to be better than that person. You're not going to get better. You know, Mm -hmm. you're fighting, you're fighting demons within yourself, you know? Um, Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't take notes on somebody else's set to get better for your set. You got to take notes on your set. Yeah. Yeah. The only notes Um, you can take from somebody else's set is if they do the same joke as you or something similar as you. And you're like, Oh, maybe I need to adjust my own shit. If I still don't feel like that's true. Well, no, no, no. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I'm saying is like, so maybe not necessarily at open mics, but I like for me, I've done, I've, it's been countless times where I have, a, I have this, this bit that I've written and then I go on Netflix and I watch a special and I'm like, okay, maybe I either need to adjust it to make sure it's definitely personal to me, like extremely mm-hmm. personal to me, or maybe I just got to scrap it. So I don't know. I think that's the only time I ever do a Depends. comparative. It has to be extremely uh, the same. 
Yeah. You know, like has to be extremely similar because it's like, if you're like, oh, they have a dating bit and I have a dating bit. You're like, everyone Mm -hmm. dates. It's fine. Everyone gets a dating. Yes. Well, like for me, I had like a bit about voices in Japan, for instance, Mm -hmm. and I, I, I had been doing it for years and I watched Joe Coy special and it was almost exactly like mine. And so, and it's such a universe, it could be a universal thought, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I watched it and was like, all right, well, you know what? My joke has been on YouTube and it's up and I I can easily retire it. It's not a huge deal. So it it could be something like that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but Uh, I think the, the point with that was saying like, that's the only time I would ever quote unquote compare my stuff to somebody else, but yeah. Not yeah, even. just focus on the self. But you know, like it is about like I was just thinking like about the safety of of female comics when they yeah. go out there. Because oh it's gosh. like I'm gonna be honest, I'm a man, and I get scared <laughs> at these open mics. <laughs> I've I have had several. There's been several times where I had to ask guys to walk me to my car. You know, mm-hmm. guys that I know and trust, like someone like you, or you know, just other people. If I went alone to a mic it's like uh i don't i'm in the shady part of van nuys i need mm-hmm. <laughs> to walk i get with me. it <laughs> also one of the good things is once you start to do it yeah. you know when you get to the open mic you're going to know 20 people there yes exactly and so there is that oddity of like i there is safety in numbers because i'm yes. a part of this there's 30 people here but i know 20 of them and i know 20 of them are safe exactly yeah and, um, so if you get 10 people to walk you to your car it's possible if yeah it's the right condition <laughs> And yeah, it, and I guess for me, I have social anxiety. So it's easy for me to tell people, oh, just if you see somebody that had like another woman on stage that has, a, you know, you liked her set and you want to talk to her and be friends with her, just walk up after her set and tell her you had mm-hmm. a great set. Now, for someone like me, that's really difficult because I still have an anxiety. So I'm the kind of person that I will remember that person and then maybe add them on social media and send a message because I feel more comfortable that way. Mm-hmm. And like, hi, you know, you know, I really enjoyed your set last night. I'm a new comic. You know, I just, you know, just want to know, maybe we can go to a mic together or I can meet you somewhere mm-hmm. sometime. And that, and then you already have somebody, because more than likely, if a woman reached out to me, was like, hey, I'm brand new at comedy. I saw you at this mic. You know, are you going to be at any other mics this week? I'd be honest with her. Like, yeah, you know, Thursday night, I'm going to be here. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, you can hang out with me if you want. It's fine. Yeah. The person that asked me about female friends, I was like, shoot a message to Jen Murphy. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I knew that like, she's going to be great. She's going to give you all the ins and outs with no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. She's a, she's a definitely a straight shooter. <laughs> oh, dude, I love Jen Murphy. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give you a scenario that I had to deal with as the boyfriend of a comedian. Okay. I was dating a girl mm-hmm. and somebody asked her on Instagram to open for her and they were going to go to Fresno and they were going to stay at a friend's house. They did mm-hmm. not know this person. And I was like, this sounds completely bad, but she got yeah. mad because I was standing in the way of an opportunity. Uh, I don't know because I've been I've been there before. Um, I feel like every woman has every female so, comic I know of has had this opportunity where they don't know it feels like an opportunity, but also feels like a trap that they don't want to turn down an opportunity, hmm. especially if it's real. So Sorry, this is ahead. this is where oh no 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 please I was just thinking as you're going. Uh, sometimes I think and I just make noises, but <laughs> I was gonna say I've had something I've had similar things happen to me like this where. Um, so I'll give one instance that happened to me last year where I got asked to headline a show in Fresno and mm-hmm. I agreed to it because I know the person, I don't know him super well, but I know him. And I mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I would, you know, I'd love to. And then, um, and then I said, okay, if I'm going to go to Fresno by myself, you know, I'm, I'm being booked by this, by this person that 
I kind of know. I get like he's sent flirty vibes here and there, but mm-hmm. but still, I was like, I still have to. I still want to be cautious, and so I asked him like, "Hey, if you don't have a feature for me, I'd like to bring somebody on the road with me mm-hmm. to feature for me." And it's probably going to be a male comedian, just somebody that I trust. Mm-hmm. And um, he he was like, oh, I already have somebody. And I was like, and, I, and not only did he have somebody, but it was somebody that has done me wrong in the past. Mm-hmm. Very wrong. And so I was yeah. like, okay, well, listen, like, this person is an abuser. This person is not somebody that I care to work with. And I hope you can respect that. And he was like, well, I've had him booked for a while. And I'm like, okay, well, when you can, you know, you can find, if you can't find anybody else. And I guess that guy found out that I was headlining and he backed out, which is great. So I was like, great. I brought my own person with me. And so I let the guy that booked me, I was like, Hey, I brought this person with me. And I did this, I did this, I did the show. He acted very professional. It was fine. Mm -hmm. And literally two days later, he unfollowed me on all social media. Yeah. So, you know, I, and the person that I brought with me was somebody that I'm romantically involved with. Sure. He's also, a, he's a great, hilarious comedian in his own, in his own right. He's fantastic. And so I wanted somebody I knew, A, mm-hmm. that, could, that could kill it as a feature and somebody that could be kind of like protect me in a way. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. No. I, I, could I think myself, a million percent. But, yeah. That's but what I, think, I asked her was if yeah. she could bring, not even if it was me or not. I understand yeah. not that, right. you know, like, but it was like, bring somebody with you. Yeah. You know, like stay mm-hmm. in a hotel room and not at the friend's house of this person you've never met. Yes. You know, it, like, yes, yes. You know, like, and it was like all of those things. And it was just like, how, will, I, how long is it comedy? Um, well, I don't want to get too into the specifics, but I, uh, not going to get into the specifics. Okay, okay. No worries. No worries. No worries. Okay. Yeah. I understand. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so there was just like that whole, that whole thing of like, there's a lot of mystery but it seems like very little reward. And also if somebody doesn't trust you to bring another person, I don't think that person is going to be trustworthy in the long run anyway. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, even, yeah, that person I... not wanting you to bring somebody for your own safety. Because <laughs> at the very least, if somebody was to call me and be like, you're doing nothing, can you come to San Diego? I'm going to try to get to the spot. But if not, I don't want to be there by myself. Yes, exactly. Then at worst, I'm at San Diego. That's you know, the like, thing. That's the thing. It's, it's, it, especially when it's all about going on the road sometimes for me mm-hmm. one yeah it's a little bit about safety but two I don't want to be by myself for hours you know and then yeah especially if I'm going to be if I'm given a hotel room like I'd like to have somebody there with me so you know a lot of times I've had you know one of my um I feel like it's even friends. more specific if you're not given a hotel room you definitely got to get one yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I'll have a girlfriend with me you know what I mean sometimes where she's a mm-hmm. comedian too because um you know, cause she's newer in comedy. I'm like, Hey, if I can get her a feature, can I get her like a guest spot or something? Cause she's more than happy to come along with me. Cause she's still learning the ropes and stuff like that. And you know, she's great. And so it's like, you know, I, we, I have those go-to people because it's one, yeah, it's safety and it should be understandable to producers that not only is it safety, but it's also, I don't want to be alone on the road. For sure. You know, I definitely so. feel like a decent chunk of my San Diego shows are just to be a designated driver yeah. and to be entertainment on the way there and back. I'm a right. person to talk to. Yeah. The time right. they know they can get filled with anybody. Yeah. But they got to make sure they get back home safe. Yes. And that's where, <laughs> that's where insomniac Aaron is fine yeah. <laughs> at midnight to go back home. Um, yeah. Is there any other like giant red flag I'm missing? Like what's a, 
what's a big red flag that you have to deal with on a regular basis that I would never engage with or know about because I'm a man? Um, well, I mean, I definitely had, it's very similar to, do you want to get together and write? Um, mm-hmm. I've had where it's definitely higher level comedian, you know, we'll reach out and be like, Oh, like, you know, how do I know you? What do you do? And can I see your tape? I send my tape. And they're like, great, let's, you know, maybe we could get together because I have some projects that they might, you know, maybe we can work together on. Sure. Find out later they were trying to ask me out on a date, uh-huh. you know, but I'll go, but I'll, but like, even after I find out that that's what their motive was, I'll look back at the messages too. Cause in my head, I'm like, did I put that out? And no, there wasn't a time where I was flirtatious or anything. Like I look at the messages and I look back and they'll be very professional. That's happened to me a couple of times. So, I mean, I think I that's remember the it happened to you. I remember we were talking a lot once when it was happening. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that person's asking you out. And you're like, no, it's, no, they're not. And then yeah. like afterwards, you're like, yo, that person definitely was yeah. asking me out. It's happened to me a couple of times, but it's yeah. definitely, but there have definitely been times where I I have looked back and been like, all right, am I being, because I remember you saying that stuff and I have been mm-hmm. paranoid and been like, all right, are, like, were they flirting or was I flirting? Like, I don't know if a text could have come across that way. And yeah. I'll look back and I'll be like, no, I feel like I was really straightforward. I look back at their messages back to me and I didn't get that sort of intention wasn't in there. Yeah. No, I get it. And you're like, everyone's looking for their break. Yeah. But it is like, if somebody too high up is reaching to somebody too far low, Yeah. I'm always question marking, especially if oh, it's yeah. in their first like two years yeah. and this person's like over 10 years in and they're like, yeah. I need to write with you. And you're yeah. like, they don't need no. to write with you. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they could write with, some, with a female comic that's 10 years in if they're looking yeah. for the great stuff. Yeah. You know, and I'm not yeah. saying that people don't have these unpolished gems, yeah. but people who are like 10 years in know how to polish a gem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I've a, oh no, there, there's one other person that, um, when I had, when I was in, um, Culver city, I reached out to, I reached out to him cause I know that he's done like been in a lot of festivals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely was like, Hey, like, I'm just wondering, like, you know, you know, I, I, I saw you on this festival and I like, I really like your style and stuff. And I want to know, like, I'm trying to get into this stuff. Like, do you have any advice for me? And he's like, sure. You want to grab, I was like, I'm about to go to coffee on, you know, the same corner that I live on basically. And I was like, okay, cool. I can meet you there. And literally for, we had maybe like 20 to 30 minutes and he was talking to me about festivals, how to submit for them, things like that. And he's mm-hmm. like, do you want to know anything else? And I'm like, no, I think you pretty much answered my questions. I appreciate your time. He's like, for sure. You know, he shook my hand and that was that. And I was nice. like, that was dope because you know? <laughs> I wasn't trying to reach out to him to be like, Hey, I think you're hot. It was like, no, I genuinely love your work ethic. Yeah, and for so sure. I, I'm, I'm glad that that was recognized, but that doesn't happen too often. It doesn't. And like, but there is, you're going to meet people with great work ethic and you're going to meet people that write great jokes and you're going to want to yeah. talk to them and you're going to oh. want to not feel like you're putting yourself out there sexually to do it. I think, I think another problem I have run into, which I've taken it to the point to where, um, I'm very particular about what I wear mm-hmm. to mics, what I wear on stage. I'm the kind of person I don't like to dress down when I go out. I don't, um, I, I know like there are some female comics that will happily go on stage with sweatshirts and a t-shirt that are normally like, they're, they're absolutely beautiful, but they'll, you know, dress like they're. Doing, I mean, I'll uh, even throw out there and say that <laughs> you're almost describing Whitney Cummings. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. She's amazing. And she's. And she's very beautiful, but also yeah. she goes out. And tries her jokes with a hoodie and a yeah. white shirt and yes. jeans and dresses down. And I, and I have the utmost respect for that because, like, I know what she's doing and what she's going, mm-hmm. you know, what she's going for. Because she's absolutely gorgeous. And what my, so what I do is 
I still want, I still want to be taken seriously. I still don't mm-hmm. want people to think about what, you know, what my body looks like. I want them to focus on my jokes, but I do it in my own way. So I try to dress like more on the androgynous side. Mm-hmm. I still like to have some makeup on, you know? So I got, I kind of ride that line of like, okay. Cause I've, I definitely also have learned about it wearing tight thing. pants, you know, like things yeah. like that, where the, the, the freaking host is on stage, but like, Oh, your next comic, you know, I brings me up, I do my set. And then afterward, he's like, did you see that ass? And I'm like, I was wearing a beanie, a baggy t-shirt and you know what? Tight jeans. And that's what he focused on was my tight jeans. Of course. So I don't know. I don't like to wear sweatpants I know, that's... on stage, but I have to, I have to, as a woman, we have to kind of like decipher, okay, how, do, how can I go on stage with being, have my jokes taken seriously without, you know, know, taking away who I am. Especially since like when you're new, you always want to dress to impress because Mm -hmm. you're trying to break through in any way you can. Right. And then you're just like, oh, wait, there comes a point where it's like, this might be the touring. Mm -hmm. But it's also like almost all the very professional comedians I've seen have dressed down and even like acted down to try out their material to make sure the material goes Sometimes so I look it's back like, at pictures of myself and I was like, I was wearing overalls and a flannel and a hat and flip-flops. What was like, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I was trying to defend myself. <laughs> it is. It is a very defensive thing. Yeah, like there is a point where it's like, no. Because it's like, I remember when I was hosting open mics, if there was somebody with like a ton of makeup and like a short skirt, but it's like a nice dress, you're yeah. like, you're, you're like, that was my question. I said, one of my things that I would notice, I was like, are you new? Yeah. Yes. Because it's also like, I would try to figure out when I was posting up, like if it was somebody's first time, yeah. um, just so I could let everyone know like, hey, be nice. This is their first yeah. time. Welcome them into our community. Yes, you know, exactly. We, everyone gets that for the first time. And like you, so as a host, you're always looking out for that. So people do feel welcome to come back. Yeah. But it is funny. Some of the flags are they're dressing too nice. But I have They're too so. presentable. They brought friends, you know, yeah. like those kinds of things. And I hate that as a woman, I still have that like mentality where, every, you know, there are women that are you know, years in that I see go up at mics or at shows that have like wear a crop top, you know, mm-hmm. and they're funny. And in my head, I'm like, I hope I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself the whole time. I hope the audience isn't focused on her midriff. I hope the audience isn't focused on her chest, you know, cause she's really funny, you know, or something yeah. like that. So I think but then there's also own... like Natasha Leggero where she was able to still thrive in that. Well, she, I feel like she's got the whole, the whole vibe. That's her voice mm-hmm. is the whole glam, you know, trap oh, for sure. glam. <laughs> so that's, so she does wear the, you know, she doesn't necessarily dress sexy. It's very, it's an, it's an almost like elegant sort of thing yeah. that she does. So I think it's very particular to her and it makes sense to her what she's doing. Whereas sometimes you'll see these newer female comics that'll wear like, like you said, like a little skirt on stage and their jokes have nothing to do with their look necessarily where it's like is that Mm -hmm. who you are I don't know it's kind of like I don't know yeah no I get and I also like I remember there was a a comic friend of mine just started Mm -hmm. who opening bit was about blowjobs and then like I remember she was yeah it seems like that's also one of the signs that you're new is like everything is like super sexual because you want their attention so badly you just don't know what to do with it and that's how you get it Mm -hmm. but it was also like I remember she was talking to me because it was somebody also like would throw jokes at where she was like, I want to stop doing it, but it gets attention. But also every time I do it, people like try to like put me one-on-one or like try to talk to me, like come over here. Cause they like mm. want a blow job now. Yeah. And you're like, maybe bomb harder so you can avoid that. 
not necessarily bomb harder, but one. No, but I, I mean, like, but you got to throw away the material, I guess. Yeah. Well, for me, here's the advice I would give to somebody like that yeah. is, is that joke true to who you are? Firstly, um, cause like I had a very, I had very similar instances, obviously as a new female comic too, where I feel like I was trying too hard to be mm-hmm. sexual or whatever, or, tr- or in the other way around, I, sometimes I was trying too hard to be too clean or too avoidant of those things. Mm-hmm. And it was when, I mean, I, I, I felt like I was doing well, in t- but then when I saw Ali Wong is when it hit it for me because she, so Ali Wong is very raunchy, very, you know, f- sexual in, in a lot of her jokes, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's not overt and it's not, there's yeah. no shock value. And when I saw that, I was like, that's what I've been trying to do, but I've been mm-hmm. trying too hard. You know, she also does the great thing of placing it in the context of relationship and such. Exactly. It's not, it's not yes. like, hey, I go to the bars and I do all these frivolous things. Right. It's like my husband and I have had this experience mm-hmm. with this, you know, like sexually or whatever. Yes. And you're just like, yes, like yes. that's why it works. And we can all relate because that's our relationship as well. Yes. Yeah, no, she's nailed it. She's great. precisely. But that's what I, that's what I was saying from for myself was when I saw that, I was like, that's what I've been mm-hmm. trying to nail. And then my whole my whole like thought process on that shifted and I mm-hmm. wrote this whole bit about like I mean I haven't really re- refined it yet enough to use it on a show because I've been working on it for the last like five or six years but it's about my the first time I ever tried to masturbate you know and that's a mm-hmm. very personal experience and I was like I want to make sure that when I write this and I get this down I don't want to mm-hmm. go on stage and have just people just thinking about me doing this I want no, this for to- sure which is part of my comment on like the earlier blowjob thing Yes. It's like you're trying to tackle a subject that's very complicated to tackle well. Yes. Yes. Like you're just starting, <laughs> start simple, yes. you know, start with the, yes. those things. And once you like learn all, and you get these other muscles, you can do these things. Mm-hmm. Then you can get to that Ali Wong sort of territory yes. or that masturbation territory. Cause like there is a lot to be said about discovering masturbating because it is mm-hmm. an interesting thing. Yeah. But when you don't have the tools yet to like get somebody on your side, like comedically to like, bond versus a person and you're yeah. using that as an icebreaker right that's a rough icebreaker for me I've always had the had the general rule of my first couple of jokes be somewhat self-deprecating they don't always have to be I can I I feel comfortable at this point I can start my set pretty much anywhere that I want but I think it's always been my go-to to do that as a woman, firstly. Mm-hmm. And I think as a not terrible looking woman, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you go on stage, be like, hey, I can make fun of myself. We're all on board. Dope. Let's keep riding mm-hmm. this, you know? And then I can be more, I don't know. I, I think it's, but sure. I think it's different for everybody. But um, I don't think you need to go the self-deprecation route necessarily, but I definitely don't need to be like, hey, I'm going to blow jobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing. That was the opener. It was like, hey, guess what I do? Too braggadocious you know, like, there. You don't need to go yeah, as far no, as exactly. Uh, yeah. The point wasn't you don't need to go like what I'm saying to go self-deprecating, but you well, don't you know, need yeah, exactly. to. I agree. Yeah, you don't totally. need to be bragging about your sexual endeavors necessarily. Yeah, you don't need right to away. dig the grave. You got to get out of. <laughs> Find that sweet middle spot. You know, mm-hmm. walk <laughs> yeah. us into it instead yeah. of just. Like, That's what I was trying to get to. You're yeah. gonna think about instead of jokes for the rest of my set. You're like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, that's also a common like go to like when you're brand new with it and like you're holding a microphone, you're like, oh, it's shaped like a dick. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh no, now we have to deal with this set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what can I do for the next seven minutes? 
<laughs> Play I don't even know this person. Home. We got to find someone to walk her to her car now. Great. <laughs> I cannot ask her to write. I can't ask her. <laughs> well, no, no one's going to save that part of the set and be like, how do I get that into my act? <laughs> how do I dig a grave like that? Um, yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to say to, to new ladies trying stand-up? Uh, I definitely be, you know, just, I only write, I only, I only like write what I think is funny. And I only say it on stage if it made me laugh out loud. So just be true to yourself uh, and, and be true to what you actually think is funny. And mm-hmm. as women, especially, we try too hard to, to cater to other people because mm-hmm. that's kind of how we're raised in the society, unfortunately. And we got to stop doing that. So as soon as you get out of the mentality of, I have to make this audience laugh, I have to make them laugh. No, you just have to be funny in your own right. Mm. You know, because yeah, you have to be funny. It's comedy, you know, but, but you don't have to please anybody. You just have. I think that's important. Just women in general, especially those going into comedy is don't feel like you need to please the people. You got to please yourself. Yes. And fucking pleasing the people is what gets people in trouble a lot. Yeah, definitely. Because people use that as a fulcrum. They see that you're that person, and then they're just like, oh, that's my bait. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with that. There we have it, guys. Daniel Arcee. She definitely has way more experience about being a woman in comedy than I do. I'm happy I talked to her about it instead of just taking that email head on and just being like, oh, this is what it's like to be a woman in comedy. I had to talk to an expert. And she's she's great. Good friend of mine. Known her forever, actually. Met her in, uh, I guess I met her at Flappers like eight years ago. We're both from Arizona. So all of those nice things. And if you like Daniel Arce, you like what you heard, and you want to hear more of her, she just started a podcast called Secret Minorities. It's her and her boyfriend, Nick Larson. Check it out now. First episode just came out. It literally just came out. Like, I... Yeah, even by the time this comes out, there's still only one episode out. But also, if you're listening to this a couple days in, there's probably two episodes out by now. Go check it out. You know, but I want to say rate, review, subscribe to her podcast, but do that to mine first. Let's be honest, you know, like let's rate, review, subscribe, my podcast first, and then hers, and then hers, but mine first, and then hers. Good. Also, if you want to follow her on anything, it's at Daniel Arce, her last name is called A-R-C-E. I know people pronounce it like it's A-R-S-E. Forget that. A-R-C-E. That's how you find her on all the things. Uh, Go ahead and follow me on all the things, at Aaron M. Marsh, and please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. I know I already said that earlier. I'm going to say it one more time, just to make sure I, I said it. Uh, I think I covered everything. Oh, no, 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 no. This next week, I have my brother Jim. He's coming on the podcast, and he doesn't know it because I'm recording it tomorrow, but releasing it a week later. We're going to talk about what it was like to be with uh, a teenage Aaron. I was a real shithead. You know, I didn't treat him well. I didn't. And uh, I totally forgot about all that. 
And then I was reminded, like, hey, you should talk to him about what it was like to be a kid with you because you guys had difficulty. And so we're going to talk about that. So listen to that now. Or, you know, if you're listening to this right away, wait till Friday. Whatever. You guys get how time works. I talk to you like you guys are new to calendars. Okay. Thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Play the song, maestro. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong Whether I find a place in this world or never belong I've got to be me To be free, I gotta be free. Derek, I try to do.